week's episode of Icons of the Wider World on the Nerd Eternal Network. I'm your, your GM for the morning, uh, Jason, and with me today is Mike. Hello. Playing, uh, I believe it's Whippet to begin with, and then when we switch teams, Everlast. That's right. Taylor playing Muck Boot, then, Slap, howdy, howdy. then Slapshot. Anna playing the legal legal, and then the architect, and Zach playing the boogeyman, followed by Wolfwitch. We're short a couple players today. Real life's gotten in the way, but uh, we're gonna carry on. So, who remembers where we left off last time? We were absolutely destroying some people on some roofs. Pretty much, yeah. Saving some civilians that are being kidnapped by the uh, delightfully, delightful-looking people from an alien world of magic and Mad Max. <laughs> but this this set of characters doesn't know about the Mad Max stuff. Yeah. This one is, uh, they basically started coming, no... Yeah, they started coming through the ground, and they were rounding up people on the roof. Yeah. Right. As far as you people are, as far as, as far as this group of heroes is concerned, they're fighting mole people or something. Who are worried about champions? Now, where did I put the bad guys' stats? So, bring up the order. Because I think we had wrapped up an order, so we should be starting at the top of the order. Uh, and yes, you'd had some of the, for lack of a better term, regular troops, though they, none of them have really a uniform shape to them. Uh, you know, on the rooftop, they were harassing some people. They had thrown somebody off the roof. Uh, I believe Legal Eagle saved him. Pretty sure. You had gotten to the rooftop and taken out two of the troopers. There had been one kind of standing off at a slight distance, you know, uh, laughing at the festivities. And I think he had engaged... I cannot for the life remember who he was. I think he was firing. Was he firing energy? Uh, I should have my notes here. It might have been. Uh, let me check. I have. A, I have. Uh, I have my notes in. Let me uh, see. Let's see. Boogeyman uses a baseball bat. Invader blast. Tarky uses gun to kill ratio. Gun shooting. I 
didn't have his powers listed as anything specific. I know he had done something to somebody, though. It was a kinetic blast. No, he he uh, he was ref he. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He had. Re I know he had reflected. Uh, Eagle, uh, legal eagles kinetic blast uh, back upon her. Okay, so okay. Some... I see now. <clears throat> and I think somebody somebody had hit him because he's taken at least a little bit of damage. Nothing substantial, but somebody had done something to him. I don't know if Eagle did more damage than he could absorb, or Boogeyman hit him with something, or what it was. But anyway, that is the situation you find yourselves in. And at the top of the order is Legal Eagle. Also, uh, I'm looking at this here turn order. I don't see Muck Boot on it. Oh, that's because I swapped icons for you, or swapped, uh... Let me get back up here to where the initiative rolls were, and I'll see what your initiative was. I'm thinking mine was an 11. Uh, let's see, Tarky rolled an 11. Boogeyman rolled an 8. Yeah, okay, that's the right ones. You're right, so Muck Boot on an 11. Let me see, I think I added... I think I changed Land Shark's token as well. Curtis was on a nine, so there's Land Shark. Oh yeah. Nine. Oh yeah. Where are you, where is Land Shark? The character on the map, or do you mean Curtis? Well, probably character on map. Oh, he's right here in the middle of everybody. Oh, okay, okay, that one's. With, also, there's two legal eagles. I believe that's there's an illegal number of legal eagles on the map. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Good retcon. Good retcon. You hey, do Marvel proud. Days. All right, so we'll put them in descending order. But we still have legal eagle at the top. All right, that should be. Yeah, you got me paranoid. Let me check and make sure I got everybody on here. Boogeyman's on there. Oh, wait, I probably don't have Whippet on there. Yep, because I made Whippet a, a uh, token, though not one I'm super happy with. Huh? Oh, right. I couldn't get colored piping on the masks and using the City of Heroes creator. I may have to go over to try the Champions one at some point. Yeah, I downloaded the City of Heroes one and then got quickly overwhelmed by the number of options. There are a lot of options. You you really need to go in with a general idea of what you want. Mm. Uh, the champion's character grader is really good too, though. Okay. All right. Now I'm sure I've got everybody. Well, except maybe J Dragon. I don't know. Nope, he's on there. That's right. He'd already done his own token. All right. Now that I've shown how horribly unorganized I am. Anna, what is Legal Legal doing? Mm. So, since the guy reflected my blast, it, we, 
didn't really do a whole lot of damage, right? No, he's he, he looks like he's taking a punch or something, but he doesn't look bad off now. So, no, I mean, did my blast do damage to him though, or did it just reflect it all? What is the level of your blast? Six. <clears throat> Alright, it was your blast that did a little bit of damage to him, yes. Okay. So he did not then... quite absorb it all. Hmm. Now you've also got two more of the trooper types over here. Yeah, they're no longer threatening the civilians as Landshark has drawn their attention. I guess I'll just blast that guy again. Oh, okay. So make with the pew pew. <laughs> All right. This will be his coordination. All right, you hit him. He takes some damage. <clears throat> Though not as much, you know, again, not as much as you would have expected him to were he normal. Yeah. Uh, are you going to move, or are you good hovering where you're at? Um, I think I'm good where I'm at. Okay. Waffles. Whip it. Yes. So I've uh, just recently uh, just knocked out one of the one of the troopers by in my righteous anger at seeing them threaten the threaten these civilians uh, so callously. So I'm going to now when uh, when the lead when the when the commander uh, reflected legal eagles blast upon her. Did I did I happen to see? Did she happen to see whether? He was actually had to gesture or aim towards Legal Eagle to do that in any way. Oh, roll me an awareness. Sure. Ooh, awareness. It's okay. Uh, that would be. Looks like I generated an eight total. All right. <clears throat> she blasted him, and then when he took an action, yes, he raised his hand to her and fired fired energy back at her. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find out whether he actually does need to aim or whether that was just a flourish on his part. I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to bind him with my whip. Uh, okay. See if uh, take out his uh, reflection ability somehow. So my whip attack total will be a thirteen. All right. This will be prowess. Must have rolled a six. Or. Well, let's see. Binding is considered usually considered a ranged attack, but a whip is technically a hand-to-hand -hand weapon. Uh, I took a. I did take the precise strike knack, so even if it does count as a, as a prowess attack, I can still use coordination. <clears throat> okay. At, at least that's what. That's how I'm reading the rules of. Oh yeah, oh, that's fine. I was I was looking at which stat he should use in his resistance. 
Oh, I see. Oh, you rolled a six and I rolled a one. Groovy. Oh, okay. All right, so you beat him by seven, which is, of course, a massive success. So you have him in a complete hold. Yes. Which I believe means he can do nothing but try to escape. Yes. Would it make sense to shift my character close to him, if I've, especially if I've gotten that tightly bound? Um. Yeah, at least a little bit closer. You gotta right, ride up that... on him because you know it is a whip, so it's got a little bit of reach. But okay, um, I, I, he's the green or is that, or the green icon. Yes, he's the green fin guy here. Yes. Okay. So maybe I would neck. How's that look? Just right next to him, like yeah, that. That's fine. Yeah, it's not quite fifth edition where we gotta worry about exactly where everybody's at. <laughs> I just like the visual of, the, of minis. Alright. Now there he is escaping, I'll do that in a minute. Alright, so you've got him bound. Muck boot! Yeah, muck boot take a few steps down. He'll pop a shot on that there looking cat lady thing. Okay. Roll up my gun shooting real quick. Alright. So I'm um, yeah. betting I'm also going to have to roll my uh, gun to kill ratio <laughs> off that attack. <laughs> you don't know yeah. that? Because I believe she was the one that had the... Let's see, where is it? a trooper was she a lieutenant no she was one of the lieutenants at least I thought she was alright so that is a coordination to avoid Best you could, old girl. She did. She did the absolute best she could. All right. How much damage does your uh, shot there do? It does a six. A six. All right. So let's see. She's got that much. It does that much damage to her. It does some noticeable damage to her. She's clearly tougher than normal. However, that was a massive success with a potentially killing attack. So she has to roll... Let's see. Versus killing. Uh, she has to roll versus the full damage. And the full damage was six. And she has to make a strength check versus that. So give me a uh, D6 roll plus six, Taylor. Which I think you had on your sheet already. Gun to kill ratio. <laughs> Ooh, and down she goes. So nine, 10, 11, 12. So that's a major success. 
The target stamina it reduces the start target stamina to zero and renders the character unconscious on the following page and each page thereafter. The character loses a level of strength. When strength falls below zero, the character dies. So she is out of the fight. Rocky guy that y'all have already taken out. Then it is the one that appears to be their leader. And he can do nothing but try to escape. Now what is the level of the binding? A uh, six. Alright, so the material strength is six if he tries to break it. Alright, so six would count as its strength for the roll. Alright, so give me give me a D six plus uh, yeah, D six plus six roll versus the this character's strength. Oh, that's a pretty even even match. So he beat it by three, which is a major success. All right, so he escapes the hold. So he is now free, but that used up his action for the round. All right. So that is at least an action that he didn't get to do anything. And since he did not fire the absorbed energy off this round, it dissipates. Because <laughs> the way absorption works, I think you get to use it the next round. Ah. Uh. Right on. All right, then it would be the bug lady's turn, but she's already out. Jade Dragon had disappeared into the building, and I think was going to be just busting onto the roof this turn was what we had said last time. So Muckboot, you see one of the doorways down in the building open up, and one of the fellas you met down in the street comes stepping out. Howdy. You're just in time to get the last two of them. <laughs> oh, it's the green one and the Minotaur. Not the blue one in the BDSM outfit and the uh, shark fin dude. Uh, let's see. He'll take the rest of his action to move over here. Let's see. Then it's Landshark. Uh, I'm not going to try to talk like Landshark. I don't think I would do it justice. He has but one target. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely going after the big guy. As soon as I find where his character sheet is. Where is Brody? There he is. No, Bruce Brody. The land shark. Alright, so that is an eight versus the Minotaur guy. 
Alright, so that's a hit. He's got a, oh, pretty, uh, pretty impressive strength there. And the Minotaur guy only had one health left, because uh, I guess he'd already been getting beat on. Let's see, six, seven, eight, eight. There's no knockback or anything, though. Alright, so all the trooper types seem to be down. You have only got the apparent leader left. Boogeyman, you're up. Zach, you there? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to use gadgets to replicate Dazzle, specifically uh, blinding effect using a kind of mace. Okay. And I do have to roll to duplicate that effect, but I can just spend a determination point to automatically have that. So, going to put a determination point and roll for it. Now, does it gadget usually takes a takes an action to swap? Does that go away if you have the if you burn the determination? Uh, let's see here. E C D. Gadget. Take a page of preparation. You can also spend a determination to produce the gadget automatically rather than making a test. Okay. I think if you burn the determination point, you just got it on you and you can immediately whip it out and use it. So if you would like to make a roll with your dazzle, go for it. Unless Dazzle says something else, but I think that's what it was. I'll double check. Go ahead and make the roll. Yeah, coordination versus coordination. Oosh. Oh, it's one of them one versus six things, yeah. That will do that. You can't be sure, but when you come up with the with, with the the can of mace, he immediately starts shielding his eyes. <laughs> so he may have run into he may have seen this stuff used at some point today. Well, I mean, you were complaining about me not having a having mace, having a proper mace before, but uh, no, yeah, hope this work. He looks at you. How is that a mace? You spray. You spray like a skunk. Oh. He looks a little lost at, at you calling that stuff mace. What well, says on the can? Mace. You see him actually kind of look at the words, but he, they don't seem to mean anything to him. Uh. 
Let's see. That guy is out. Cat Lady loses a strength. Not that she actually looks like a cat, but you know. And then we're back to the top of the order. All right, legal. What are you doing? Uh, I think I'm just gonna swoop down and punch him, or maybe land on him. Punch him. Yeah. Either way is a prowess check. Just however you want to describe it. You land on him. How much? What is your strength? Five. You said five? Yep. Alright. Let's see. Yeah, there's no, no knockback or anything. Alright, so you pull a Super Mario on him. He kind of stumbles back half a step. He doesn't seem to be. Uh, particularly injured by it. Then can I hop back up into the air? Or that uh, be next? Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd have enough movement. Okay. That's you sort of dive-bombed on him and kind of bounced off him and kept going. We'll throw your miniature over here on the other side of him. Whip it. Right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a straight-up uh, whip-slashing attack on the, on the leader. Okay. That we, oh, I generated a 9 total to hit. As you bring the whip down, he does a, he does a quick little uh, dodge to the side. Mm-hmm. As your whip passes through where he was, you know, strikes the ground. Taylor. Yes, yes. It is Mug Booster. Ah, well, there's only one person left. So I'm going to do something that's a little strange, but I'm going to. I'm going to shoot him, but I'm going to try not to kill him. And how are you going to try not to kill him with a gun? Because I'm going to use my Grand Hunter's Rifle's blast power as a slamming blast. Okay. I see you've got the extra where you can choose between the two. Oh, that's an extra? <laughs> yep, you got to pick one then or the other I when suppose, you take the blast. Then I suppose... I believe I can take a negative two to make it a to guarantee a non-fatal. That sounds about right. Yeah, we'll go with it for right now rather than dig the find it. That's gonna be a fifteen to be a non-fatal shot. <laughs> Yeesh, have some mercy, people. <laughs> Muckboot has no mercy. Muckboot lands <laughs> his bullets. Seven, eight. 
It's non-fatal. Don't worry. All right, you beat him by 11. I think that's a massive success. Oh. Uh, let's see. Slamming. Well, I mean, it's still going to be a shot. I just got to make sure that... uh. Oh, that's right. You didn't. It wasn't a slamming. Yeah, let me... I'm going to read blast and then read shots and see here. All right, but how much damage did it do anyway? Uh, it'll do six. All right, it'll do six. It's just a regular old bullet, right? Yep. All right, he takes a little bit of damage from it. Okay. Hitting a specific spot or a small target, a called shot, increases difficulty by two, but allows you to avoid a killing outcome. Okay. So you, you, so did, yeah. you did avoid the killing outcome. You did a little bit of damage to him, and now it is his turn. Alright, he absorbed a bullet and a punch. Or a kick or whatever. I'm trying to remember if he has shot at Muck Boot before or not. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It only takes one attempt to figure out you can't do it. Yes, yeah, the thing. I can't remember if he shot at Muck Boot or if it was some of the guys at the Bass Pro Shop that shot at Muck Boot and, you know, had no prayer of hitting him. I mean, some of the folks at the Bass Pro... Bass Amateur Shop did fire at me. Poor souls. Uh... Whippet has been a nuisance. He's gonna... He's gonna send a blast Whippet's way. So he takes a step back. And fires something at Whippet. For all the good it does, it smashes <laughs> into some of the uh, air conditioning equipment up here on the roof. And, you know, it leaves a dent in the aluminum side. You know, it's... You figure a decently strong guy punching it would have done the same amount of damage, so... <laughs> Alright, and then it is Jade Dragon. Who I'm sure would have some pithy remark. About how great the Jade Dragon is. And the Jade Dragon can do this. The Jade Dragon can do that. Yeah, or he'd comment on his whatever his style is. Boy, I've got a big list of characters on here. You did just kind of whole hog us into six per person. It's going to be a lot. Hey, hey, y'all voted on that. <laughs> or was it the other group that voted after you? I feel like you still had the full ability, if you wanted to, to kind of limit it. Just be like, how about four per person? Eh, if I thought about it, maybe. You had, grandio you had them grandiose dreams, so we're living them. 
Alright, now why can I not find the Jade Dragon on this list? He's got an icon with a big green circle around it. He should stand out. Oh, this is not his picture. Okay. Well, he ain't right. on my list. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be. Oh, wait. That one's not the right one because he has got uh, martial arts master as well, so... Okay. Well, that was a decent roll on this guy's part. He'll still take the damage, but... And... Jade Dragon's strength is a... F oh, wait, he's got strike. So that is two more points of damage. But it does give him... It does load his absorption back up. Where is Brody? All right. Alright, you see Landshark run over towards him. Just sort of plowing through the crowd of lockdown baddies, kicking one of them out of the way. Let's see, I roll for him. Did I roll for you? Alright, I think the seven was for Landshark, I think the nine was for the the baddie. Let's see, yeah, because that five was his prowess. And five is, oh, we got the same prowess, okay. Alright, so he takes a swing at the guy. The guy manages to get out of the way. Uh As he does, as he misses, he gets upset, and you start filling the ground, shake, or the roof you're standing on, shake. Uh, it starts to shake pretty hard. Cracks, you know, you can see cracks forming in the roof. And you see Landshark's face kind of go, uh-oh. <laughs> Boogeyman, you're up, and you are concerned about the structural integrity of this building. Extremely. All the, all the civilians in the corner, also super concerned. Uh, Miss Hawkeye, I think, uh... I think, the, I think the good people back there need your assistance getting off the roof really, really quickly. Like, now. And, uh, I 
I'm gonna try to mix the big guy in the face again. Alright, ready? Coordination. The dice do not like you today, Zach. I mean, I've been rolling really, really well lately, so. <clears throat> well, you know, the last couple of rolls weren't that great. Yeah. I won't even. I won't even bring up the drinking contest Tuesday night. <laughs> <clears throat> that was amazing. That was that was enjoyable. All right, so that's the boogeyman. Cat lady doesn't matter anymore. Legal eagle. Yes. Yeah, you're not sure how much longer this building's gonna be standing. <clears throat> I mean, you're in the air, so it's not a super big problem for you. But <laughs> um, am I strong enough to pick up an adult? You know, with each arm, you know, and dope for arm. Uh, let's see, what is legal legal strength? You said you had a five. Mhm. Mm uh, yes, yes, you should be able to do that without too much trouble. You are you are just shy of max normal strength, so. I think. Think what I'm going to do. So, like, how many people can I move at a? T I mean, obviously two, but how many trips can I make per turn? Uh, you've got to let's see how how fast is your flight? Six. Six. I would say you could make two trips. Okay. I guess this is hard. <laughs> I'll take. This one and that one. All right. You swoop down. You grab each of the adults. Each of the adults is holding a child. Oh, good. Yay. Okay, so those two can go together if they're holding their own kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. And I guess... Is this kid supposed to be of this family or is he just a random child? Uh, he looks like just a random child. Okay, well, I'm going to tell one of the adults to pick it up. Sure, her lover's children. You, pick yeah. pick it up. <laughs> I can't tell what it is. It's very busy. <laughs> All right, I do so... have a sign, gender. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I, where are you going to drop those first? All right, the first... The first two tokens that you grab, where are you going to drop them off? Uh, probably over here. Nice and away from any, you know, potential buildings that could fall on them. You come back and yeah, the 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 person you picked you pointed at had picked up the other child. Uh, they scream a bit as you set them down over here, and you'll be over there with them at the end of the turn at in, at the end of your turn. 
Okay. Whip it! The building is starting to sh is really shimmying now. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm going to go just uh, evacuate and use my whip to swing back down into the uh, onto a solid ground. Okay. Go ahead and move your character where you'd like him to be. Alright. Uh, well, let's see. I'll assume I can... I don't know how far I can get away. Um, oh, that's a good... Uh, how about behind here would be a good start. If I can get that far. Yeah, you can definitely get down to the ground like that. Okay. Muck boot. So, uh, that dude's still standing, right? He is still standing. He's having trouble keeping his balance. Like all of you are. How tall is this building? I believe I said it was three stories. Eh. Of course, you've got, you know, <laughs> you've got this awning over here that, you know, is on the first floor. You know, over the entryway into the building. Muck boots had worse. He'll position himself... To kind of be ready to just fall the three stories. And yeah. He's going to take one more shot at the big green man. Alright. Make sure he can't escape. Even the legs, we can't run. Yep. I suppose I'll keep it on the non-fatal. Okay. So, uh... uh so close. Beat it by four. Yeah, yeah, that definitely hits him. You said it did six points of damage? Yep. Okay. He, he's not looking in great shape now. And then it's his go. Uh, he kind of looks around him. I underestimated the champions of this world. But know that I cannot be defeated. And he runs and jumps off the building. Yeah, let me jump off this way. Uh, let's see, Whip It and Legal Eagle from where y'all are standing. You see this guy run and just take a dive off the side of the building. Oh, um, is he uh, pursuable? Is he within pursuing range? or? Can oh, I yeah, he him? hits the ground here. Oh, okay. With a, with a ah. decidedly kind of crunchy sound. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to see if I can uh, try, to, uh, try to restrain him once again. Because I definitely want to find out more about what's going on here. Yeah, you you walk over to him. He's clearly unconscious. Oh, he is. Okay. <laughs> he jumped off and just hit the ground too hard. Oh, I see. Hence the hence the big red X over his icon. Yes. Right. Well, I guess um, I guess I'll restrain. Maybe I'll just uh tie my rope around him just to restrain him. Um. And uh, and uh, drag him away so that when if this thing does uh 
collapse that everyone can be maybe across the street. Uh, that might not even be far enough. Just as far as I can drag him. Okay. Let's see. Dragon runs and jumps off the building on this side. Let's see, what is his coordination? We'll let him use his athletics. Oh, that's excellent. Basically, he leaps over to a window ledge on this building and then back across and basically parkours his way down to the street. <laughs> and, you know, starts moving to get out from between the buildings, but the parkouring took most of his turn. Uh, Boogeyman and Muck Boot. How, you how see to... Landshark, and he seems to be talking to the building. He's going like, no, no, stop, stop. But he doesn't seem to have much luck. <clears throat> Boogeyman, you're up. I'm going to head over to Landshark. Hey, hey, buddy, uh... We need to get off, the, get off this building, like, right now. You think you could, uh, get us down real quick without, you know, the rest of the building collapsing out from under us? Uh. Sure, sure, hang on. He, he kind of grabs you up by the waist. Uh. Muck Boot, he looks over at you. Hey, fella, you need a way down? Muck Boot looks. Nah, should be good. Okay. He, he, he holds his gun, and the bottom half of it, like, cracks open. And you see some coil in there. <laughs> All right. So Landshark, you know, Zach, he's got Boogeyman snatched up by the waist. And then he proceeds to run and jump off the front of the building, just like the other guy did. <laughs> Whip it, you see these two come over the edge of the building. You, you hear Boogeyman screaming. <laughs> It's muffled by his helmet, but <laughs> the last thing you hear from Landshark is, hey, don't worry, it'll be fine, I'm a shark. <laughs> <laughs> they hit the ground and go through it. Not like leave a crater go through it, 
it's like land shark just dove into the ground. Oh, phasing ability, interesting. Burrowing. Burrowing. Oh, I got you. Which is see. Yeah, whip it, whip, whip it, and Jay Dragon would have seen that ability because that's how he got here. He followed y'all on the motorcycle, so. You would look behind you and you just see his little brown fin cresting up out of the street every now and then. <laughs> nah, that's good. Be more yeah, just know his head that he could keep an eye on where y'all were. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll follow where they're going. Well, again, dragging the dragging the uh, the commander behind. Legal, legal. You're up. I think where is the the last guy which last guy I thought there was one more guy left yeah he dove off the building and went splat okay the X okay. yeah then I am going to wait right here. Alright. Whip it. Does is the um is the building continuing to crumble or does it seem to have stabilized? Uh the ground has stopped shaking. But like this whole side of the building over here is still kinda crumbling and cracking and you don't think it's gonna last much longer. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I just want to keep uh, moving as far away as possible from the building. Okay. And maybe uh, and maybe calling out so I've, uh, in case anyone hasn't noticed that I've got the the commander in tow. All right. So you can run yourself across the street then. Yeah. You know, dragging the commander behind you by your whip. Oh, great. And Muckboot, how do you plan to get down as the floor, as the ground starts to, starts to give way under you? Well, Mugboot will move over here with all these other bodies, place a swing shot from his gun on the adjacent building, okay. and he's uh he's looking to see if any of these four are still alive. Uh, I know one's not. <laughs> well, she's still got some strength left, so she's not actually dead dead yet. She's just still bleeding out. All right. At least two of them were knocked out by Land Shark, so they're still alive. Yep. Actually, all of them yep. may still be alive. No, no. Well, uh, I think you did drop somebody the first session, so we'll say three of them. Ah, right, well, uh, hmm. I really only have. I've got. Above average human strength, but uh, believe that's only gonna help me carry one of them out of here. Yeah, probably so. Particularly considering the two of them are, are particularly large fellas. Yeah, I'll grab this one up here that's not dead. That's the kind of buggish. Okay. You know, while doing it, Muckboot will mud mummer, eh, murmur to himself. These people are bloody psychopaths. <laughs> Alright, come on up. 
Muckboot is not impressed how all the heroes went to save their own skin. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you're swinging off to the adjacent building or down to the ground using the adjacent building to... Yeah, kind of kind of jumping, swinging to the adjacent building, you know, and then rappelling down. Okay. So you managed to get down here kind of close to... And the neighboring building is also damaged. But it does not seem to be still crumbling now that the shaking has stopped. Hmm. I mean, pretty much everything on this map has taken damage from whatever happened. You don't know if it's a mole man attack or what it could be. I mean... Except for those of you that are actually familiar with Lane Shark. You've got a pretty good idea of what this was. Which I think I think Whippet recognized him once he put his fin on. Last session. Uh, that's, oh that's right, I did I did identify him. Because it was kinda of the Oh that's who oh Right. So yeah, you know, this sort of thing happens with him periodically. It tends to be what gets him kicked off superior teams. Oh, you mean as far as, like, him, uh... His earth control becomes uncontrollable. Oh, I got... Oh, okay, so I... Okay, here I thought it was the, um... Uh, the commander that had done it, but I see. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> what causes uh, earthquake? Clearly the mole people. Clearly the mole people. <laughs> exactly. Good to know. Well, um... Do we all like uh, consolidate and one? Uh, do we do we all rendezvous at any certain points? Uh, you certainly can. I mean, Jay Dragon was headed out to the street. I assume that's where Muck Boot and his prisoner are headed. Yep, and Muck Boot will shout towards the uh, general populace. Is there anyone left inside that building? Uh, one of the adults shouts back, he thinks they rounded them all up. Yeah, he think he thinks everybody you know, he thinks everybody else that lives there was already out of the building. I mean it is the middle of the day, so you know, people want to work and stuff. But basically he thinks that's all of them. And muck boot. Yeah. Look around, I don't see any kind of movement or knocking on windows or anything coming from the apartments. No. And the area I've scribbled over, that part of the building basically just starts coming down. Uh, the police officer out here had been, you know, dragging his buddies back. And, you know, he, he is taking cover by his car now as, uh, as the building comes down. Uh, Whip it. Give me a D6 plus 6 roll, please. 
Okay. Hey, how about that? Uh, while he was trying to be stealthy and wiggle out of the ropes, you know, you feel the tug in your whip and you look over and you, you see that this guy is where he looked pretty splatted and you weren't really sure he was still alive. Uh-huh. He looks fine now. Oh, okay. So, I mean, almost as if he healed up. Not completely. He still looks like he's been in a fight, but he looks an awful lot better and seems to have some, you know, vigor to him again. Okay. Uh, I'll just uh, shout out. We've got a live one here and uh, try to uh, try to punch the guy. We don't have a, a punch attack yet. Prowess and uh, I do not have martial arts, so I'll just roll straight prowess. Oh, I'm rolling well. No, look at that. Alright, so that's a tie, so you don't really do any damage to him. You know, you make physical contact, but it's not a good lick because he's kind of wiggling, trying to wiggle out of the way. Mm. And he looks up at you in surprise. Why would you tie up a dead man? <laughs> he seems almost offended that, you know, his usual trick didn't work. <laughs> Always be prepared, that's what I say. Yeah. Because it was a strategy that works. I guess I have to respect it. <laughs> uh, and he's not going to try to escape anymore. Not with all of y'all there. Because Landshark and Boogeyman, you know, surface on the sidewalk over here. <clears throat> Boogeyman? Boogeyman? Yes, sir. This was the most unique experience for you. <laughs> you were pretty sure you were going to splat. But as you hit the earth, you passed through it, and it felt like it felt like you were going through water. You know, not wet. I mean, you, but it's like you could feel the ground kind of running, running against you, but not, you know, not in a rough way where it's scratching you up or where you were getting road rash or anything like that. It's just like it flowed over you like water. You know, like dry water is, is the best description you can come up with for it. He's not saying anything, but he's visibly shaking like an excited chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> so basically just like a chihuahua. Yes. <laughs> but you know, he hit you know, when y'all hit the ground it was the typical kind of hit. You know, like you like you had dove in from a diving board, you know, you hit hit and kinda you know, go down and angle yourself and come back up. Yeah. I don't think we need the initiative order anymore. Uh, the officer who had been checking on his, on the down, on the down police officer you'd seen, he comes over, he starts checking over the civilians, asking if they're all right, uh, Uh, he tells you he's already called in some backup, but of course all the police are scrambling all over the city. So who knows at what point they'll, uh, you know, actually be able to get anybody here. Uh, let's see. The ground has stopped shaking. Like I said, the only only this part of the building over here has collapsed. 
while all the other buildings in the area have taken some damage. You know, windows broken, cracks in the side, nothing... Nothing that at a glance looks like the actual integrity of the building is threatened, though. Muckboot will look to a Jade Dragon real quick. And kind of whisper at him. Why aren't we uh, contacting the local militia? <laughs> He's like, you mean the National Guard? Y yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the police have probably called them in by this point. All right. They probably just haven't gotten this deep into the city. McBook pulls out a small notebook and starts scribbling in it. Closes it, puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> Doesn't seem to know what militias are. Hmm. Forgot. Full <laughs> national level militia. Isn't that just an army? <laughs> he closes his notebook and puts it back. <laughs> the man's got some catching up to do. He'd been focused on the Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> I wanted to see how my hobby was doing. It's doing poorly. People got too rich and complacent. Now it's all about relaxing when you're fishing instead of feeding people. Ugh. <clears throat> uh... So anyway, uh, you spend the next 45 minutes or so checking the other buildings, getting people out into the street, you know, just in case. You know, just in case one of the buildings is more damaged than it looks. Uh, eventually some EMTs show up. It's, uh, they don't show up on a fire truck, but it's like one of the, uh, have you ever seen like a car? Like the fire chief drives in. Yeah, you know, it's got the fire department stuff on it, which is a normal car. Yeah. You know, with some lights. It's one of those, but it's got a couple of, you know, it's a couple of the of the city's firefighters, but with EMT training. They've kind of been pressed into service to, you know, help cover all this as well. There have surprisingly not been that many fires in this attack. Uh, they've been attacking people, but not really trying to destroy buildings it didn't seem like you know windows are getting smashed out doors have been blown you know blown off the hinges and stuff but land shark has done more damage to the buildings than anybody else has done <laughs> so you know scrapes bumps bruises they start patching people up any of you that you know look visibly injured they check on you uh Let's see. Do you want to... In all this time, are you going to try to question the commander any? Or the lieutenant? I think Probably we got to. Good idea. As you all gather around, he just looks up at you, you know, from, the, from tied up with a whip. I will tell you nothing. I mean, that's fine. Pokemon gestures with this baseball bat. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I can hit you now, and you'll at least make some noise. There's nothing you can do to me that I will not recover from. 
So you one of them there, mortal types. Ah, uh, yeah, everlasting. Don't really have to hold back. Uh huh. Well, what about this one? He points <laughs> when he's holding. His Maybe gear, we should start. His gear's not what? as impressive as mine. <laughs> what was that, Mike? Maybe. Oops, sorry. Oh, I, I was I was gonna say that uh, perhaps we should start with something simple. Like, what, what are we supposed to call you? Let's see. You know, I actually was not planning on y'all being able to question this guy. <laughs> you were supposed to just leave the body, leave the clearly dead body just laying there so he could get up and run off when you weren't looking. Oh. Went and fouled that all up. I also thought he just knocked himself out. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, like. that's literally his, uh, you know, his escape strategy. Oh, I'll just go die, and when they're not looking at the body, I'll crawl away. Mm -hmm. I mean, the man bragged that he can't die, then jumped off a roof. Did, did he really think we weren't going to sit there and go, oh, well, if he can't die, we'll just wait? He really shouldn't have bragged about it first. Well, he, he said he cannot be defeated, not that he can't die. Right. Ah, fair enough. Which is why it was uh, hilarious when he hit the ground. Yeah, that you know, could have been his way of saying, I'll see you in hell. Or he is, you know, if you slay me here, I'll be more powerful than you can possibly imagine, you know. Right, that's a nice ring to it. There's a, there's a lot of people that have had those kind of lines and then immediately died. <laughs> Uh, he tells you his name is Ashkin. You may call him Commander Ashkin. Or Commander. Alright. Thanks, Commander. Um, and, and no, his other... His his troops are not as... everlasting as he is. Okay. <laughs> but so he, you may choose to torture them. He will still tell you nothing. They will gladly suffer and die for the uh, for the Kurum Lagalkai. Can we get a just uh, for the players' uh, reference? Can we get a spelling on that? Can we get that uh, written down for me? K U R U M space L U G A L space. K-I. Alright. Krum Lagal Kai. Uh, does Muckboot recognize that at all? He does not. Hmm. Are you mole people? <laughs> I... I do not know what a mole person is. Like, do, do, do you live below the Earth's surface? Because you were, like, popping out a hole. That was, that was kind of a mole person kind of thing to do. Hmm. Muckboot will look towards uh, Boogeyman. Does Earth have mole people? Maybe? I don't know! <laughs> Dude, I'm 
Alright, you, you were asking if it was a mall person with some, like, authority. I got kind of concerned. Uh, those of you that are more in the superhero, you know, more firmly in the superhero set, yes, Earth has mole people. Or, you uh, know, sub subterranean cultures. Yeah, I heard about some place called Rhino, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know that much about it, but th there are definitely, uh, civilizations below the, uh, Earth Earth's surface. Hollow Earth, oh, baby. Hollow Earth. That's cool. <laughs> the commander's got looking back and forth. Huh. So there's more than just the people here. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you're not mole people. No, we you... jumped into a hole in the ground to get here. How does that work? Wait, are we your mole people? <laughs> uh, Do we live inside Have a I hole been defeated by jesters? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the cosmos just like a Matrushka doll? Is that what we're finding out here? Muck boot size. I recognize the word doll, but I don't know what that other one was. I I cannot believe what I've joined with. <laughs> He's clearly some sort of alien entity. They use some kind of wormhole thing. Oh! <laughs> Sir, you watch too many movies. <laughs> Lady, you're... You're a... A lawyer, correct? Yes. You can fly through the air, correct? Correct. There was an alien. Are you making fun of my fucking accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not being <laughs> Lady, I took classes in sensitivity to make sure I would not offend people when talking to them, and you come to me and disrespect me like this? I can see the prejudice in this world has not changed uh, since last I was here. Goodness. I'm crying. Now back to my point. The commander had alien invasions in the past. And you come to me and say, oh, alien invasions must be some sort of... What'd you say it was? No, I don't remember. <laughs> you said I watched too much something. Too many movies. Ah, movies, thank you. Coming up with some movie thing. It's just aliens, lady. We all know they exist. Are you talking about wormholes? I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yeah, the last guy's yeah. It's one of the 16 ways you can go faster than light. Wait, how do you know how to go faster than light? And how are there 16 ways? So you're immortal, huh? <laughs> Commander. I am everlasting. <laughs> you know, if you're unhappy with this world, I am quite certain that my lord and master would be willing to uh, give you a place within his army. You have proven yourself a very capable warrior. Just think about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, last time I helped someone clear somebody else's land, it uh, kind of turned out we were the baddies. Kind of want to not do that a second time. Mm. 
so, so why are you invading our world? world? For the glories of conquest. Oh, awesome. Okay, and a, a, a place to live where we can see the sun. Well, I mean, you could set up a, like, diplomatic relations. You don't need to invade. We have many people. We need much land. Pardon me, sir, but if you don't mind me uh, asking a few questions, uh, is your world quite possibly covered in an ash cloud that covers up the sun? No. No, the, the, the sky has been burned, but there's no ash floating around. Okay, sky burned. Uh, why can you not see the sun? Is there no sun approximate to your planet anymore? Did it blow up? It is still there, and some light gets through, but, uh, there is the, the constant lightning storms that keep it blocked off. Okay. Yet bring so little rain. Probably contain... Okay, okay, um... Yeah, it really sounds like your world is, uh... At the butt end of the cycle. The worst kind of spot. Yes, there was a cataclysm generations and generations ago. Now look. Is there some sort of way we can get a message back to be like, Hey, there are other planets out there that are available for you that don't currently have populations on them that we can scoot you to. We don't want some strange world. We want, we want Earth. Why Earth? It's not that great. <laughs> really, it's, it's Your not. Your Earth is wonderful. It sucks. I mean, like, it's... You've not done nearly to this what, what we have done to ours. Yeah, but, like, it, it's going to cycle through. We're getting there. I'm sure the Master can put an end to that, then, once he arrives. Well, I mean, it sounds like you guys did a great job on your planet, it so... I won't really sounds like you're going to advance the cycle by having more war on this planet, but whatever. At the time of the Cataclysm, there were many warring states. All the Wizard Kings unleashed terrible, terrible forces on each other. But I'm now sorry, our but world is united. Now, hold up, hold up a minute. Sorry, uh, Wizard King. Is that any sort of thing like a Grand Wizard? Because, like, they were I fairly grand, stories. I suppose. It wasn't, that wasn't part of a title, though. Okay. Clan may be connected to alien. That's his notebook. <laughs> Closes the notebook again. I'm learning a lot of strange things today. Wolfman walks away, goes down the nearest alley, and everyone just hears this a very loud, continuous scream for a solid minute before he walks back out. Sounds like something's banging against the wall. He walks out, and there's a scuff mark on his helmet. I'm fine. Sorry. We're good. Continue. Primal screen therapy. Nothing to see here. Uh, me and the boys in the club used to do stuff like that. You have a fascinating, fascinating club. We hunted. That was uh, 
It was a while back. Uh, as you're talking, I mean, the commander is just wide-eyed at this conversation. He does not, you know, he's a soldier. He does not know what to make out of some of this conversation. Uh, he opens his mouth to say something, and his mouth is moving, but you can't hear him anymore. And then you realize you, you're beginning to see... Well, you know, where he's kind of sitting on the ground, you're beginning to see the asphalt or the sidewalk behind, you know, beneath him. As he slowly becomes transparent and eventually the whip just drops to the ground and he fades out completely. Oh, boy. Well, that's a thing that happened. Are we about to die? As that is happening, he's looking around very startled at what's going on. You know, he looks as surprised by it as you. Uh, if you check the rooftop, you find the people left that you had left up there have also faded out. What? What about the one I'm holding? Uh, oh, yes, that one too. All right. Uh, the policeman notices it. He starts putting in a call. This seems to be happening all over the city. Uh, the dead ones are fading out. Any of them that have been captured are fading out. Those that were still fighting start fading out. Some kind of mass retreat. Do they... That is some advanced technology for a post-apocalyptic society to have. I mean, he said wizard kings. I think we, I think we got into a fight with magic aliens. That sounds about sounds right to me. Well, I can't say I am unassociated with the idea of that. Yeah, does anyone uh, have any kind of uh, magic knowledge at all? I watched reruns of Mystic Wizard when I was a kid. <laughs> if only we knew other heroes who were more magically inclined. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just a... Uh, just a guy with a gun here. Sorry about that. Uh, as it begins to wrap up, the city... By nightfall, the city is, a, is certainly not back to normal. But things seem to be calmed down. You know, the police are out enough force that there's not much looting. Uh, despite the authorities in Rhodes Ferry having kind of an aversion to superpowered people, uh, the police, you know, are very grateful to you. Uh, Reporters show up and want to talk to you. Uh, Landshark is all too happy to talk to him. <laughs> Though he makes sure to stay over here so that their backs are to the destroyed building. That doesn't stop them from filming it when they drove up, of course. And he very awkwardly avoids answering any questions about what happened to the building. Uh, do any of the rest of you hang around and talk to the uh, media? I suppose Boogeyman will. I think I'd like to lay low because I'm I'm not ready for for my mom to know where I'm at where I'm at yet. 
I think uh, Legal Eagle's probably going to bug out. She got kind of banged up. On the other hand, this would be great publicity. It would. Because, you know, the whole Legal Eagle thing is your marketing campaign. I know, but the, she got blasted pretty bad and her makeup and hair is all messed up. Yeah, but then you get a helmet. Yeah, she would have helmet hair. Okay. Well, <laughs> except it is a superhero setting, so that rarely happens. Hmm. Yeah, it's a free neck that that we all get. Yeah, she'll hang out. Okay. What about old Muckboot? Well, Muckboot's kind of a. Waiting to see where if his ride comes back. <laughs> I believe it was the police officer here that you rode with. Yes. Yeah, he's still on the scene, but you know, he's kind of busy. And, the, and they talked to him. Uh, I want to say that Jade Dragon dips out with Whip Ed. Yeah, we got to get back to our cycle. Yeah, which was parked, I think, over here by the... <clears throat> but you could dip out, you know, you could dip out before the before the media arrived. Sure. So does, Buck, does <laughs> Muck Boot talk to the media, or is he kind of standing away from... I mean, he'll talk to anybody that talks to him. Okay. He ain't going to be rude. Uh, they really only talk to you briefly. They seem to mm. they seem to think because you're in kind of plain clothes. They seem to think that you're kind of, you know, with the uh, civilians over here. It's understandable. Though they do ask you about your gun. W was that the only weapon you had access to? Well, yeah. I mean, out on the streets like this, you know, I don't like carrying illegal weapon. <laughs> Found out that smooth bores. My family rifle's been a smooth bore for as long as I can think of, so I tend to carry it with me. Kind of an heirloom thing. <clears throat> Was it effective against the creatures at all? I dropped about two of them in the Bass Pro Shop back away. You can talk to the officer about that. He saw the, the aftermath. <clears throat> Oh, so you were active, you know, you weren't just defending yourself, you were actually actively combating them. Well, it's a bit of a, you know, victim of circumstance, I think's the phrase. I was just kind of there, they popped up. You know, I was I was want to let bygones be bygones and just leave, and then I started trying to attack people. As a, as a civilian with a weapon, I felt it was my duty to try to keep them off the innocents. I think that's very noble of you. Thank you. So anyway, except for Jay Dragon and Whip It, who get described by the other witnesses, you know, they talk about there were two other heroes here. You know, your your faces get get splashed around. Uh, really, only here in Rhodes Ferry, though, there is so much going on that y'all don't really make the national news. Or even just the state kind of state level, simply because of how you know how many places were being attacked, 
you know, heroes all over the country rolled out to deal with it. And this is where we will leave our eclectic collection of heroes. Those that just, you know, were thrown together by fate to deal with a crisis. And we will move on to a old house. Uh, well kept up, but an old antebellum house down quite some ways from Rhodes Ferry in Savannah, Georgia. Click y'all over here. Yeah, where is that? Show to the players. This is the home that a another group of powered individuals has been invited into. I would like each of you one at a time as called on to describe your supernatural team member character. Uh, we'll start with uh, Mike. Tell us a little bit about Everlast. Sure. So um, are we talking about just her, her as a full character, not just appearance, correct? Yeah, mention her appearance and just generally what she does. You know, introduce her to anybody watching. Okay, so basically uh, Elena is a... Uh, Egyptian American teenager uh, raised by a mystical group to uh, basically house the reincarnation of an ancient Egyptian champion, and thereby she and because of that uh, in, uh, of her like I guess uh, hosting, uh, she's got super strength and uh, some super speed. Um, just a smattering of training. Um, she's been on the. Oh, on on the run from from a rival cult, and uh, because unfortunately, sadly, her the the group that raised her uh, got wiped out um, during the the uh, the cer ceremonial ritual that gave her her powers, and uh, um, she's been on the run ever since. Uh, basically, she is uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it's not a reincarnation. Like you know, she's uh, she's st she's still her own and person and uh it's not like she it doesn't really manifest like having you know, like an extra spirit in your mind whatever she's so far is just manifesting as as the powers she has uh whether that changes is of course up to jason and uh she's and the cult that's uh on the run after her is also like serving the uh the ancient egyptian god anubis who uh wants the champion back i think i named her zansu uh because and i also just recently just uh, during the session, decided that Zansu is not only an ancient champion who had been uh, residing in the Egyptian land of the dead, she's also betrothed to marry Anubis. Um, so uh, there's that too. Um, and that's ba her basic shtick. All right. So at the moment, 
she doesn't not have the mem- memories or anything. So at the moment, it's almost like the the Slayer title from Buffy. Uh, you know, it's something yeah, that passes yeah. down as you know. If she died, somebody else would get it. But uh, I think if she, I think if she dies, then I think both their souls would probably end up in the Egyptian land of the dead. It it's not necessarily a it's not a natural reincarnating thing. It's something that the, the oh, it's something that the her, her little group had to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does she wear a particular costume when she's out adventuring? You know, that's a good question. I really haven't uh, gotten around to figuring out her look yet. If it's something that's like super, like ancient Egyptiany or, uh, or some kind of modern stylized thing. Actually, you know what? I, the image I had been using, and it's not an image I'm married to, but it's basically, I found this artist who made like super heroic renditions of the Endless from the Sandman comic book. And she portrayed, and and this artist portrayed death as like a, like a superheroine in a kind of an Ankh costume. So I might, I'm, let me post that image. So I, I yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just work with this. So it's basically like a black outfit with like a, a, a gray Ankh on oh. as a chest emblem. I should post, I should uh, post the image. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's let's go with that. Okay. All right. Tarky, why don't you let us know about Slapshot? Hi. Now, for this group, do they know each other's names, or is it just kind of like no, a secret society? No, you will, society be, you will be just now meeting. All right. Slapshot, and I'll go ahead and give his real name, Dwayne Freeman. African-American, born in the Georgia area. He's a big fan of hockey. He's also a big fan of doing hockey tricks. Yeah, one day to impress his little brother, he was doing a a trick kind of using his hockey stick like a skateboard and snapped it in half. Not exactly being rich, yeah, he started looking at yard sales and swap meats to find another a cheap hockey stick. Yeah, he found one in a barrel of rakes. Went to go buy it from the guy. Guy was confused, didn't even know he owned a hockey stick. Bought it. Then the hockey stick, you know, thanked him for getting him out of the garage. Yeah, the hockey stick has enchanted Slapshot with powers. Slapshot, you know, on command can summon the hockey stick to him and cover himself in his hockey gear. Except without all the identifying parts of the hockey gear, like, you know, his team's name and stuff on it. Yeah, he's... So he has been a professional hockey player. Yeah, kind of like minor leagues, kind of like the city team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's athletic, and the hockey stick has made him more so. But every time he's tried to get it kind of identified by some kind of minor magical thing, yeah, whatever effect tries to identify it has been slapped. It's kind of slapped away, resisted, <laughs> stopped. So it protects so he knows his identity. He knows he's got an enchanted hockey stick. He doesn't know what it's supposed to be, because it will just tell him it is a tool that looks the way it needs to be for the user. And that it likes him. You know, it wants to be friends with him. But it has its own secrets, and Dwayne kind of just goes, all right, I, I accept this because, you know, I've, ha- I've had you since I was a kid. You know, he got it when he was 16. He's, you know, up in his 20s, 30s now, so. 
you know, it hasn't done anything bad to him in a decade. He's pretty sure, you know, their friendship is trustworthy at this point. Okay. I've got a couple questions, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, sure. So, have, have you been able to access the powers all this time since you were a teenager? Yes. Like, Dwayne has accessed more over time and realized that he's still becoming more and more attuned to it. More and more things are happening. And have you been as active as a super all this time? Yeah, Sl Slapshot has been... It's kind of obvious Slapshot's a hockey player, because his active times... He's more active during the off-season as a hero, and less <laughs> active while hockey season's going on. Alright, so, okay, so you're an established hero. Cool. I, I get a sense... I, I'm, I'm picking up a sense that that this uh, that this object, this artifact, uh, basically, it can you said it can appear whatever it wants, and that's the only reason it's a hockey stick is because that's what Dwayne would be most uh, yeah because yeah. you know like his story, he pulled it out of a of a barrel that had nothing but rakes in it. <laughs> cool. Right. And so I'm assuming his costume is you said just basically basically anonymous hockey gear. Yeah, it's very dark hockey gear, which is a little weird to him because his team doesn't wear black, but oh well. So does he have like a hockey, like the, the regular hockey, you know, the old school hockey mask that obscures features, or? Yeah, it's kind of the hockey mask that has those that kind of like shade section to it. Okay, so like this part up is actually tinted. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Alright. Anna, why don't you tell us who you're playing? I'm playing a kind of a as she looks like in her upper 20s I guess she was actually born around 1180 um, she was an orphan taken in by a court alchemist and through some experiments she was accidentally turned into a living philosopher's stone okay uh Took her a while to kind of master her powers, and she's kind of floated around, messed up local economies very badly, and then left. <laughs> uh, she eventually learned not to do that and managed to buy herself an estate and passed it through the centuries to her quote-unquote daughters, who mysteriously looked just like her. And sometimes play the part of her husband for legal purposes. Because she can also change the, her body as well. So she can um, transmute other things, but she can also use her powers kind of on herself. Yes. Okay. Um, what kind of brought her out from her little, her own world, I guess. Because I guess after that much time, you stop paying attention to things going on around you. Was uh, Steele's mind control scheme. She uh, kind of decided it was too dangerous just to sit back and let the world do as it will. But as a side note, she really enjoys Full Metal Alchemist series and ne now needlessly claps her hands together when she transmutes. <laughs> Does she have a costume that she's been wearing since she's gone kind of hero? Yes. She, uh, 
kind of doing the full armor thing. I haven't. I guess she would transmute that. Yeah, yeah that'd be easy. Or would it be her? I forget what it's called. The the transformation. transformation. Yeah. I'm not sure which power worked best. One of those would do it just fine, though. You know, you just okay. turn the air around you into into the suit, or the suit is you, or whatever. So she looks like a knight. Yes. Does she look male or female when she's in superhero mode? Mm. Can't really tell. It's not very form-fitting. Okay. So I guess it would probably be safe. People would probably assume it is male until she speaks. And that just leaves Zach. <clears throat> I am playing Wolf. Whenever she's in hero mode, she wears a collection of specially prepared animal skins and leathers and medallions and bangles. Uh, she has a powerful, powerful mage and shapeshifter, preferring, preferring almost exclusively animal form. Uh, her real name is Wendy Trishik. Uh, she's been alive since about 1800 and has preserved, preserved her life down the down the uh, last centuries using uh powerful using a powerful ethically dubious magical arts uh, she's kind of popped up popped up in American and European folklore every now and then as someone who appears to slay a de slay a demon or bring terrible punishment down upon land, uh, corrupt landlords and barons. That but, drunk knight he turned into the Jersey Devil. <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually not intentionally do-gooding, it's just that the person she ends up knocking out of the picture or out-and-out killing was just at a cross-purpose to her own goal. So she's not so, intentionally a hero or a villain. Not back then, no. Though, after though, kind of like uh, Anna, Anna's character's uh, moment of maybe I should do something. Following Steele's attempted takeover, she realizes maybe I need to put my thumb on the scales of light and dark a little bit more intentionally. So she has recently been, you know. One D-bag almost taking over the world has motivated her that, you know, that she yeah. should be a little more active. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and her day-to-day -day life, she operates a small occult, occult book and supply store. Pretty much because it's something to do, and it makes money. While still being low-key enough to avoid too much suspicion. Alright. All of you received invitations to this house in Savannah. Uh, the invitations arrived uh, through unknown means. They were simply in your houses, on ta you know, on your table, on your desk, somewhere where you'd be no where you would notice it immediately. Hmm. 
It said in no uncertain terms that a colossal disaster was about to happen. That you would know what it was when it started. And that when it started, you know, you should take this letter. And at the bottom of the letter, there was a, like a wax seal. It was not holding anything shut. It's just on the letter. But the letter tells you to break that seal. Yeah. And you'll be transported... Yeah, to the basically the address that's listed in the in the letter. This happened a day or two before the attack started. Uh, anyone that tries to Google the address, it's an address in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, you know. If you, if you do like the Google Street View, Google Maps, Google Earth stuff, the picture that I posted there is basically the house you get, you know. It's on a large bit of property. It's quite a bit further from the road than that picture would make you think. But. Oh. And, of course, the day of the attacks... Wolf Witch, you were in your, uh, in your shop. You're going over invoices, your, uh, one other employee, uh, uh, college student named Seth, is stocking some stuff. You begin to hear, you know, the sounds of combat in the distance. Seth immediately pulls out his phone and starts, you know, uh, you know, he starts pulling up the news feeds and he shows you these these monsters erupting from the ground that they're attacking all over the world. Ah. All right, uh, Seth, dear, do you know that room in the basement I told you never to go into? Yeah. Go into it and lock the door. You'll be fine. You're certain. Yeah. Because you were real picky about. And about that time, you hear something blow up outside. He's like, "All right, are are you not coming down it too?" No, no, I'll take care of things up here. Uh, don't touch anything you see in there, like at all. Just just stand still, okay? In the center of the room. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll just go down there and play on my phone. And, you know, pray a lot, I guess. Don't do that. It might trigger something. <laughs> Noted. And he heads downstairs. Uh, I go retrieve that letter and break the seal. Okay. And suddenly the letter flutters down to the floor of your shop as you are no longer there. Slapshot. You have just gotten up. Well, not just gotten All up. Right. It was it was relatively early in the morning, I think, when the attack started, but not super early. 
But anyway, you're at home when the when the news breaks about this. Uh, where do you actually live at? Uh, an apartment, kind of near the hockey ring. Okay. Now you said you live down somewhere around Georgia. Y yeah, a little off of Atlanta. Okay. Living in a kind of a suburb of Atlanta, no attacks seem to be happening in your immediate area. Atlanta is being attacked. But uh, the smaller communities like you're living in, you're not seeing any reports of anything going on there. You know, but you see on the news where, you know, capitals around the world are being attacked, uh, the government is mobilizing the heroes of Spear. <clears throat> but they're going to defend the capital. There's kind of a general call for, you know, other heroes throughout the country to, you know, step up. Though in many cases they already are, you know, if their city's being attacked. Hmm. Well, what do you do? Now, I'd also received one of those letters, right? Correct. And it said to crack it when stuff started happening, right? It said that some uh, some sort of major disaster was, was on its way, and you would know what it was when you saw it. I will confer with my tag team partner. <clears throat> He seems to be, uh, this This looks like a pretty big event. Alright then. You know, hold on to my buddy. Crack it. And you vanish. You know, I'm in my hockey, you know, geared up so I'd have my costume on. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, really, if they already know where I live, it's, it's not really a surprise if they know who I am. Everlast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do, what does Everlast do on a regular day? Um, well, that's a good question. I, I right now I'm going to assume that she's still on the run from the um, uh, the Steel Sect. That's the name of the uh, the enemy occult that's been or the enemy cult that's been chasing her around and that also busted up her you know the the group that she lived with that uh, she grew up with. You said it was the Steel what? Sect, S -E, like S-E-C-T. Okay. I'm going to change that name for something that's easier to pronounce. No, no, it's uh, fine. You're it's... running from the S-A-S, gotcha. <laughs> when you put it that way, I'll definitely change the name. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I'm, uh, I, I, I guess she's just, uh, just living on the street at this point. Yeah, I haven't really thought about um, what her... Where her normal life is, but I, I guess that would be oh. it. So she is uh, she is just flat out on the run. Yeah. Yes. Moving from city to city, doing what good she can when she's a, you know when she can. That's right. Uh, yeah, just trying to follow in the example of uh, Zansu, her you know her. Uh, uh, I guess the, the the champion to whom she is hosting. So a few days ago, yeah, you you know when you came back to the abandoned building that she was you know that you were staying in, you found one of those letters. Uh, 
you've been out uh, hitting a local local soup kitchen to get some breakfast. Mm-hmm. When some of the when some of the people working at the soup kitchen uh, start getting really excited, and one of them runs out and changes the TV uh, over to the over to the one of the local stations that's playing the news. And you see these attacks are going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, would I be correct in assuming that... Or is anything happening locally where I'm at? Uh, what city are you currently in? I would probably be... Well, I guess... Um, you know, anywhere in the U.S. is fine, you know. Yeah, uh, probably, let's go with Ohio, since that's where I grew up. Okay. Uh, probably, I probably would have, I probably would have, uh, actually, I I probably would have ended up on, actually, you know what, I, I would have ended up uh, on, the, on the eastern coast somewhere. So, let's call it, uh... It's called Pennsylvania, like somewhere on the Pennsylvania coast. Okay. So a city, but not necessarily one of the really big ones. Just a miscellaneous town. Yeah, wait. Yeah, it is on the coast because there's Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got some... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So no, not in your immediate area. Uh, You know, Philadelphia is being attacked. You know... <clears throat> the bigger cities in the state are being attacked. This one seems to have avoided any attention so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise I might have been tempted to stay behind and uh, join the fight. But uh, I'm gonna hope I'm gonna take a letter and hope that um, whoever sent it. Well, first of all, you know what? What if I? I, I probably have a lot, lot lot of doubts going through my mind. Like, what if this is a trap? What if it's the steel sect? Um, but I will. But no, knowing that um, action would be better than action at this point, he's she's just going to hope that wherever she ends up will be a rallying point for uh, defend defending against the this invasion that's that's just started. So she will go ahead and crack the seal. Now you do that just standing in the middle of the dining area of the soup kitchen. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd uh, I'd excuse myself. I'd go to the back and. Uh, uh, and, and do that because I assume that the place is well with the place being evacuated if we're not under immediate attack I mean I'm sure people would be concerned and might still be at the well what do we do stage and maybe in, in that in that hustle and bustle that's when she'll sneak out and uh, okay. go ahead well it's easy enough to do I mean so everybody, I would, everybody is riveted to the TV yeah you know they're asking one of the guys with his cell phone you know if, if there's anything going on local and he says he's not finding anything so mm-hmm yeah, so I'll do that. Okay. Anna, what would the architect be doing on any given day? Uh, she's probably spending time in her vacation home in the Hamptons. Okay. Not really doing anything. Just kind of, I don't know, a hobby. Painting, I guess. Enjoying immortality. And immense <laughs> wealth. 
<clears throat> watching some TV or movies about immortals that you know get all emo because they live forever and laugh at them. We'll say that you're painting. You have some classical music playing in the background to kind of set the mood. You know, kind of as background noise, nothing too distracting. <clears throat> you know, one of the one of the like public radio stations. We'll say. Uh, as you're working on one painting, you know, it, it's there's some Mozart playing. Not one of his better pieces, in your opinion, but eh. <clears throat> when it is suddenly interrupted by the news, they begin talking about these attacks, creatures coming up out of the ground, you know, the army's mobilizing, heroes are mobilizing... Uh, at first, they only talk about the local cities, and then they come back on talking about how this is a global phenomenon. Uh, some people are panicking that it may be another alien invasion, or maybe a full-scale invasion this time, as opposed to the what was essentially a raiding party a couple of years ago that hit uh, hit Manford, the city of Manford. As this is going on, you remember that letter you got. I'm gonna rinse out my brushes and you know make sure everything's off in the house, and then I'm gonna break the seal in the letter. And you vanish. Now, were you suited up when you did this? Nope. Okay. And so that was everybody. You all arrive outside the house, Pitchard. You arrive at the bottom of the steps, essentially. You all arrive at the same time. Uh, let's see. Any of you that are active heroes might recognize the others, the other active heroes. Uh, Everlast is probably new enough that I don't know that any of you would necessarily recognize her. Yeah, I'm pretty new to the game. My number one issue just came out, because this is my uh, top tier character. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but don't forget to give yourself, don't forget to give her one extra termination point then. Oh, thank you. I did forget <clears throat> It's not much, but it's what I'm giving all the premier characters. Sure. Uh, so yeah, y'all arrive. Y'all are all looking at each other. Ah. Well, I suddenly feel less special. <laughs> <laughs> Did you all get the letters? Yeah, I got yeah. a letter. Yeah, we yeah. only got one. <laughs> the guy says holding a hockey stick. Oh. <laughs> Sybil's starting to wipe the pain off her hands, and it's coming off very easily somehow. Hey, let me guess. Magical weapon, right? Oh. Uh, you're talking to Slapshot? Yes, sir. Uh, he's more of a friend at this point. Oh, it talks. 
Also, how old are you? She looks 30-ish. You never ask a lady that. <laughs> well, Slapshot's just like, I'm getting some vibes here that some of us are older. <laughs> oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> I'll see you buried one day. That's not a threat. That, that came off a lot more hostile than I intended. <laughs> I'll see you married. <laughs> I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> I intend to live for a very long time, and unless that has some sort of life-extending effects, I'm going to see the sun burn out. Hello. What's your name again? Wendy. I mean, Howdy, oh. Wendy. I'm Slapshot. Hey, Wendy. I'm Sybil. Do I know you? <laughs> Maybe. We should hang out more often. Right. So I take it no one here is the person that invited us. No. Apparently not. Do we, know, do we know anything about who sent this letter? You do not. It was not signed. <clears throat> oh, I asked, the, I asked the other people that. Oh, sorry. No, my letter was anonymous. Hmm. Me too. Oh, you know what? Um, one thing I would have done, uh, can I, would I recognize the seal at all? Is there any pattern that I might have recognized? I have a bit of a cult training from my upbringing. Uh, give me an occult. Any of you that have a cult, give me an occult roll. And that'll be intellect? Yes. Alright, just establishing the role builder thing now, and here we go. I generated an eight. Fourteen! Ooh. <laughs> Is that, I hope that's one of your qualities. Uh, no, just the, uh, roll. It's just the title of his occult role. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, the architect also did good. Uh Yes. The seal is a sort of It almost looks like a European, an old school European family crest. Uh, that all of you that rolled, well, all of you that rolled, basically. Because let's see. Everlast got an eight. You got to beat a six. Everlast got an eight. Wolf Witch got a 14. Architect got a 10. Slapshot, just don't know. <laughs> uh, you recognize it as belonging to a order of mages that dates back to shortly after the Crusades. Uh, you don't know them being super active lately. But for those of you that are very old, uh, you know, they've gone centuries without anybody in the occult community really hearing anything about them. And then they pop up and handle something, you know, and then go quiet again. 
they don't really have a name that for the order that you know of. But they have been seen wearing these crests or using it in situations like this. <clears throat> As you're discussing this, the front door of the house opens and a young man in his early 20s uh, wearing a suit. You know, it looks like typical, you know, office suit kind of thing. Of a stylish enough cut, and you know, he, he, the way he's dressed, he fits in with the surroundings. Uh, he still, he doesn't come down the steps to you, but steps to the edge of him. Oh, good, you came. Well, most of you, anyway. Uh, please come inside. We have much to discuss. All right. How should we? Uh, what should we be? What should we call you, by the way? Oh, my name is Matthew. I'm sorry. I should have introduced myself. There's so much excitement going on right now that that I yeah, completely we, forgot my name. Yeah. What are we going to do about this invasion? Uh, that's what my boss would like to talk to you about. Please, please come in. And he kind of, uh, you know, he goes and he opens the door for you. Kind of ushers you all through. <laughs> I'll go in. Yeah, right. slap shot will follow. All right, so everybody goes in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he follows behind you. The moment he shuts the door, he is no longer wearing a suit. He is now in a set of robes. <laughs> uh. Not big. Flowing billowy, they're they're very cut very much to fit. Uh, it looks like something that wouldn't hinder his uh, range of motion at all. It's got one of those family crests on the shoulder. You know, he as far as his face and all and hair and all that, he still looks the same. It's simply the clothes that changed. Uh, you know, he steps out in front of you. Please come this way and welcome to the. Uh, Crucibellum. Any kind of gestures at the house. The light. Uh, please, I'll bring you to the sitting room. Uh, and your host should be with you shortly. As you go sit down, he asks you, would any of you like a drink? Only if it's not an inconvenience. Only what? Only if it's not an inconvenience. Oh, not at all. And he steps over. He steps over to this little, you know, cabinet at the side. Opens it up. You know, it's a little wet bar or whatever. But not a wet bar, but a, a, a cabinet. You know. He starts pouring up, you know, asking you what you want, pouring up stuff. Suddenly, by the fireplace in the room, there's a puff of white smoke. That, I mean, just, it appears very thick and then dissipates almost immediately. Uh, there's no odor associated with it. It doesn't smell like smoke. And when it dissipates, standing in its place 
is a oh. man, a caped in death. A man in armor. Bless you. You know you don't actually have to do the smoke. That's just for dramatic effect. <laughs> we're, all, we're, we're all magical here. <laughs> Man, I was going to say he didn't have to put abs on his armor, but all right. <laughs> Men. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to point that out. That might hurt his feelings. Actually... With the except, well, let's see. Half of you have met this individual before. You did not know that he was in any way associated with that group of with that odd group of mages, but this is the Crucible. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, Wolf Witch and the Architect know. Uh, he is a fellow immortal. <clears throat> He's been active since the tail end of the Crusades. Uh, which I forget exactly how far back the Crusades are. Let's see. 1095 through 1492. And to say, how old was the architect? Oh, uh, she was born around 1100. Okay. So as far as Wolf Witch is concerned, yeah, this guy has pretty much always been around. Uh, you were, you know, well over... You were a couple of centuries old when the Crucible came on the scene. You remember rumors of someone similar to him prior to that, though. Might have been the same guy. He may he may have just changed titles. You're not really sure. Uh, let's see. Each of you, both of you, have had a a sort of confrontation with him at some point. Uh, the architect, it was not violent at all. He literally showed up to chew you out about how irresponsibly you were using your powers. <laughs> yeah, you weren't turning people into, you know, into newts. You weren't, you weren't going out and hurting people. But wrecking economies was causing harm. So, he didn't, he you know. Learned, he had to learn basic economics on the fly. Well, you know, he didn't show up and attack you. It He showed up and it was a chewing out. Yeah. And he took you around and showed you some of the harm that had been done. Ah. Uh, Wolf Witch. Um, you had had a somewhat of a fight with him. You had killed a couple of individuals that... You knew they were guilty of stuff. He did not know they were guilty of stuff. But you, you know, you eventually kind of sorted it out. Uh, you're not certain of everything he does. You know, you know he is a mage for sure. Uh, the armor seems to make him quite durable. His favorite attack is a whip made of light will appear in his in his hand. 
that uh, does not do physical damage. You're not sure if it's attacking the, the victim's mind or if it's damaging their soul or exactly what it is. You know, no amount of physical protection defends anyone from it, though. Neither of you have encountered him in, in centuries, though. So you're not still mad about that thing in the Yukon, are you? <laughs> A very deep, gravelly voice issues from the armor. No, that is irrelevant now. We have a crisis on our hands. An invasion, if you will, from a neighboring world. Slapshot will raise his hand. You are not in high school. You may you may simply speak <laughs> up. Manners are manners. Do you mean world as in planet or world as in dimension? Dimension. Plane of existence. Cool, thanks. That's a good question. <clears throat> he goes, Given the last few years, I can understand why the distinction needed to be made. I have summoned each of you here. And then he kind of looks. Hmm, not everyone arrived. Oh, well. We will work with what we have. At least I know we have some experience. And he, gest he gestures to an architect and a wolf witch. She winks back. Seriously, I know I've seen you somewhere. Ah, screw it. <laughs> okay, so what do you exactly want us to do about it? I plan to send you to the other world. What now? <laughs> Is that a threat? No, I'm <laughs> assembling you as a strike force. You could have just said that. Mm. Says the person that told someone she just met that she was going to see him to his grave. <laughs> it was poor phrasing. I'm not used to being polite. Perhaps this was a mistake. <laughs> he looks specifically at the two immortals in the, oh, two quasi immortals in the room. I will need you to take this seriously. Many, many lives are at stake. The man or creature behind this invasion is an incredibly powerful mystic. Likely the most powerful his world has produced. Certainly the most powerful currently walking it. I've been aware of their world for some time, but they were not aware of us, nor would they have had an easy way of accessing us. Unfortunately, someone from this world made their way there. With an artifact stolen from our vaults. So we're under attack because you guys dropped the ball. Mm. 
Not sure I would phrase it quite that way. There was a betrayal within our ranks, though. Someone we someone we knew was a tra traitor, but th thought was long dead, managed to make his way back in. See, that's why you seal people's souls inside of small, easily stored spheres. Had I been present, had we had we been certain he had died, we might very well have tried that. But he had been sealed away. He had been sealed away in yet another world. Where we thought it, it would no longer be an issue. But some mere 70 years, 60 or 70 years later, he managed to escape. <sighs> okay, so. How are we going to get there? Ritual, doorway, what? I can summon a portal that will take you. Will it. You be able to bring it back? Doesn't. Are you going to be coming with us? No, I must remain here. Okay, then how are we getting back? Well, I suppose he's going to hold up at the fort. That seems like a bad idea. Maybe we can get more of those le uh, spunky letters. <clears throat> he nods to Everlast when he says that. Matthew, the seals. He comes out, he handles each of you essentially an index card with one of these seals on it. I will hold the portal open, but it will be disguised. It will be imperceivable from their side. No one on no one in that world will be able to interact with it. Nor will you until you are in its presence and break the seals. Interesting. Uh, he hands another folded piece of paper to, let's see, which one of you has got, just flat out got the magic power? Yeah. She does. Alchemical stuff. It was Wolf Witch. That's right. Uh, Wolf Witch has got magic, but she's mastered the shape-shifting stuff. Yes. Okay, that's right, that's right. Then yeah, he will hand that to you. This is a ritual that will need to be performed at the roots of the world tree. It should separate our worlds again. You'll need to check ahead of you know, When you get there, you'll need to check and make sure there are no protections up. He will undoubtedly have other mages uh, on hand. You will have, you may have to deal with them. Oh, let's see. He tells you, I don't know exactly what you will face on the other side. Uh, most of his army has come through already. But I'm sure he will have some some lieutenants, some you know, mages and powered beings from his world. They're guarding the tree. 
the older two of you know exactly what he means when he says a world tree. Uh, let's see. And you could probably guess, you would probably guess You would probably have guessed that, uh, for the world tree to be involved with tying to this world, the artifact taken was probably a cutting from the world tree or something. Hmm. Wow! You guys really messed up. We were not the one that took the cutting. We, we had merely contained it and prevented its use. Uh. Until now. Was it indestructible? Uh, essentially. Alright, not Destroying a whole lot. it would have done more damage that. than we felt was worth it at the time to the world. And if y'all will excuse me for just one minute, I have got to run to the boys' room. Yeah, sounds like a good time for a break. All right. I'll be right back. So, yeah, we'll take a five or ten minute break. Be right back. Does uh, guess nobody wants to tell him that uh, ten minutes will put it at three fifty, and we end at four. Oh, that's true. That's the point. Oops. <laughs> I feel like he's going to come back from that break and then realize what time it is. <laughs> Be like, oh man, I guess it's a good time to just break the show. Oh, maybe it was just that much of an emergency. He held out as long as he could. could hold All out right. Now. I'm kind of happy with this group because this is one where I can just sit back. Because Slapshot will know nothing of what's going on. <laughs> like... He'll get it in vague terms from his hockey stick, and that'll be about it. Yeah, I have to. I have to make a. I was assigned to make up a nemesis for a slap shot, and I've. I think uh, what, what I've learned today about the character kind of opens up the possibilities. I made one nemesis, and I've got a. I've got ideas for most of the others and I've also started writing up uh, you know the the universe features we were supposed to come up with yeah once this story wraps I'll be interested what features he takes and starts building with <laughs> I'm about to add a uh... Kind of like a super superhuman uh, lobbying group, because um, I, I rolled up power politics as one of my features, huh. and I think I'm, I'm coming up with something. I, I think I'm coming with uh, basically the group that's responsible for why, for largely responsible for why the government hasn't really gotten involved in superhuman affairs until just recently with the establishment of she of Spear. Oh, scared! You almost said something that was copyright right there. <laughs> right. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what number we are, but this is not Earth six one six. Hmm. 
All right, is everybody president candidate for? Yep. Yep, yep. I was going to try to make it through the rest of the session since we only had a few, uh, another 15 minutes, but, you know, two It'll cans of soda right. and a liter of tea. I just couldn't fight it. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so where were we? Oh, yes, you were saying, you were asking if it was indestructible, and he told you destroying it would have done more harm to the world than they felt yeah. was worth it at the time. Had they realized this could have resulted from it, they might have made a different decision. Mm. You know. Uh, a slap shot will pipe up again. Are there other teams working towards the same goal that we might run into? Or are we kind of the last-ditch effort? He knows there are plenty of other heroes fighting the invasion. He does not know if there's anyone else with the knowledge of it being a mystic threat that he has. Uh, so this is kind of a, the first and last ditch effort. Uh, sort of. Uh, he's hoping that you can get through and do this without attracting the attention of the uh, uh, for lack of a better he says for lack of a better term the sorcerer king that, that rules this other world. If I went through, he would detect it almost immediately. I mean, you could come through, and then we can sneak around behind all of you, behind you, while you're getting to tussle with him. <laughs> as much fun as that sounds, I would have trouble holding the portal open, and if he killed me, you would not be able to get home. Oh. Fair point. And I would not want to risk leaving the world without my protection. Crucible can die. Good to know. Good to know. Okay, we need to get the show on the road. Is the Crucible publicly known as a superhero? He is not well known, but yes. The general public is aware of him at least as far back as the Second World War. Uh, he did not get as much exposure as some heroes, but there was footage of him captured. Uh, he was fighting a... Uh, one of Hitler's uh, kind of mystic experts. You know, Hitler's fascination with the occult. <clears throat> he had a sort of costumed uh, villain. Well... Presented as a hero from the German side of things, but calling himself the reliquary. Hmm. And there is some footage but, of them having a fight. Hmm. Does the public know that the Crucible is a mystic uh, being? Uh, eyewitnesses during the war, and in a couple of other, you know, he's He's popped up a time or two since then. Usually describe him as doing magic. Oh, okay. So whether or not the general public, believe, you know, 
not everybody in the general public necessarily believes in magic. Mm-hmm. You know, they pretty much got to believe in aliens now. You've had an invasion. All right. Where prior to that, you had a few alien heroes, but maybe they were just mutants with a fancy story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people believe in the magical characters, and some people are a little... Some people figure it's a gimmick. You know, he's probably just a mutant that looks normal, or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he, you know, I've assembled you because of... He gestures to the, the two ladies, your... Uh, well, two of the ladies. For your great experience, uh, to Slapshot, you know, you are not a rookie hero by any any stretch. And then at, looking at Everlast, he's like, the legacy you carry, well, it's causing me to put put some faith in you. That's, uh, that means a lot coming from you. Thanks. Still nervous about the whole going to another world thing, um, but I'll probably be sticking close to Slapshot because Slapshot's probably the only hero I'm actually I've actually heard about before. I'm guessing uh, more oh. than most likely because the other two have only become really active recently, and you were probably already on the streets by that point. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else he was needing to tell you or give you? No. So if you would come with me to the back line, he takes you out behind the house. Uh, and there is a large hedge maze. Hmm. Please come with me. The center of the maze, the the veil between worlds is a little thinner there. The maze itself, though, will contain you know, contains anything that might manage to slip through because of that. Do we see like um? Signs that like anything imprisoned in the in the hedges or or some such. No, you don't see anything. Every now and then the hedges move. Every now and then it's like you can hear somebody walking on the other side of the hedges. Hmm. Sometimes it's it, sometimes it sounds like they're running on the other side of the hedges. But you never actually see another individual. Uh, when you get to the center, the large open area, and the hedge maze is laid out kind of like if you ever had any of those little toys. That's it's like a little maze with the marble, and you know you're trying to get it at the center. <laughs> it's set up basically like one of those. You know, you're not sure of the exact layout. You just you're just following him. But when you get to the center circular area, it's a good you know 50 feet circle, 50 foot circle. And laid down on the ground in stonework is a huge seal of Solomon. If you're not familiar with what a Silla Solomon is, it's basically a Star of David in a circle. Hmm. Uh, 
But it's one of those symbols, you know, like a Star of David or a cross, truthfully. That, you know, different cultures have used it for different things, but it tends to pop up everywhere. You know, not just with the culture that you initially think of it belonging to. I want to say some South American pyramids, you know, have had them. But anyway, so old mystic symbol, you know. For Slapshot, yeah, you look at that, it looks like something mystical. You couldn't tell them nothing about it, but, you know, it just looks, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, sla- Slapshot will sees it and just goes, huh, cute. I mean, I'm sorry, not me. <laughs> the Crucible's like, yes, I see. Uh, you know, the rest of you with mystical training immediately recognize what it is. You know, it is a seal used to, often used to, you know, ward against evil, seal things off. As he begins working his magic, uh, the stones on the ground actually begin shifting into different patterns. And a sort of arc of light kind of raises up out of the ground. It glows around the edges, but all you can see is mist on the inside. He tells you, walk straight forward. Do not veer to either side. Do not try to back up. Merely walk forward. Who's the first one through? The bull goat. You've seen this kind of stuff before, bah. Uh, you march through. Not that you've done a lot of dimensional traveling, but in your time, you have seen these sort of portals. You know, you know the mist is basically a physical representation of the veil itself that separates worlds, yada, yada, yada. She always wanted to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see the ground because of the mist. But it feels, you know, it feels flat, level, even. There's no obstructions. You, work for, you walk forward 10 or 12 feet from the fill of it. And suddenly you step out of the mist and you're in this kind of sandy, dry-looking uh, area. There are clouds covering the entire sky. There's just constant lightning jumping from cloud to cloud. Only very rarely do you see a cloud to ground strike. Mostly it just seems to be moving from cloud to cloud. Uh, Glancing behind you, you don't see anything. There's no visible portal on this side. Uh, You're up on a hill, you know, looking down the hill... You see a large city. Uh, most of the buildings look like they're made of some sort of adobe. They're flat-topped. Uh, in a lot of ways, the design reminds you of buildings from the Middle East in your youth. But 
But in the center, there is a huge tree that's growing. I mean, it's it's the size of, you know, the size of an office building. And while you've never actually seen the world tree, you have no doubt that that's what this is. Hmm. Who goes in next? Uh, slap shot will look at Crucible. After I go in, if things go wrong, but we finish the mission, can you tell my family? Of course. Thank you, sir. And don't worry, they already know about me being a hero. Found it terribly irresponsible not to tell them when I was a kid. Likely a good move. And then slap. And, and he patches the shoulders you go through. Yeah. If 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 the worst should happen, I will let them know of your bravery. Thank you, sir. Yeah, slap shot will march on through. As you march through, you hear the crucible in a quieter voice. Yes, of course, I'd come get you. I couldn't leave something like you sitting over there in another world. <laughs> but you don't think that was directed. Slap shot, you don't think that was directed to you, though. I've, I've had enough years of doing heroin and knowing, yeah, you're a weird magical tool. You're a weird magical something. To know, yeah, that was at, that was at the stick. Who's next through? Which wolf? Uh, Leaned over the crucible. In the very unlikely event I die, there is a young man in the basement of my shop. Could you let him out? <laughs> Certainly. Oh, your city was like your city was one of the ones under attack. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I will most certainly not leave a young man locked in your vault. God knows what he would find down there. I might need to get a mop bucket in that case. Yeah, okay, you know what? <laughs> um, young lady, do you need to hold your hand when you when we go through or are you fine walking through by yourself? I'm not trying to be condescending. This can just be kind of terrifying if you if this is your first time going through one. I'm good. I can do this. Yeah. I, okay. No. No. No hot handling. No. No hand holding. Okay. And she just walks on mm -hmm. through. <laughs> and uh, once uh, once the architect goes through, uh, she does kind of lower her guard down a bit, and she everlast is nervous, and she kind of does a thing where she's like standing before the portal, and she's just like, you know, taking deep breaths, saying, "Okay, you can do this. You can do this." He's, she's she's vis now that she's the only one. You know, she's the only player character here. She's uh, she doesn't let her guard down a bit, and she's she works up her courage. Um, the cruise, if the crucible doesn't say anything, she'll she'll go through. Um, eventual, you he know, does, eventually, eventually, as she's catching her breath, he does tell her, "I was sorry to hear about the fate of your order. You know, they were they were mean, an ancient and storied uh, order. They had done much good. Yeah." Well, Right, uh, she's uh, awkward about that because the the order did include parents, um, so she's still kind of getting over uh, their loss. Um, and she she just says uh, thank you, thank you, sir. And she but, and she did over say sir. But I have no doubt that their training has prepared you for what is about to happen. In as much yeah, as any of us can be prepared for such for such bizarreness. I guess that's what I'm here for now. And she's a little. She's a little sardonic when she says that, but um, 
She does thank thank him for the for the, he pats for the her word. Back. I understand that feeling. Believe me. <laughs> well, I guess uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Uh, I guess assuming time works the same way, unless time works differently than it works here. No, this but, is another this is another mortal plane, much like ours. Simply okay. one that where things went catastrophically wrong long ago. Gotcha. Well, I'll see you on the other side, or, or back on this side. I'll be waiting for you. And then she walks through. All right. You all arrive on the hilltop, on the little hillside that I described. Uh, let's see. Is the architect armored up now? Or uh, which one was yeah. it? No, which one was it that wasn't? Somebody showed up uncostumed. It was, it, was. it was the architect. Okay. And yeah, she's armored up. So we, we saw you slap your hands and summon stuff? Yep. <laughs> just as you're stepping, th- just as you're stepping out of the mist, you see her go, <laughs> and suddenly she's in this Slap. armor. And you notice the helmet looks oddly like the crucibles. Slap shot, I go. Hmm. Huh. Like Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she finally lets her guard down. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> I will show you when we get back. I had a girlfriend who was big in that show. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I had a girlfriend who was big into that show. <laughs> Good show. But yeah, now she's standing there in, you know, full helmet, armored outfit. Ah, but does the armor have abs? It is not as form-fitting as the Crucible's armor, no. And this is where we will wrap up for the day. Uh, we will start up next session right here. Hopefully with our other two members who will simply have arrived late to the party and quickly been rushed through the portal by Matthew or someone. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Indeed. <clears throat> Yeah, we didn't get to do anything with the mystics other than get everybody together, you know, what have you. Ah, that was plenty of fun. But, uh... So, yeah, two weeks' time. We should wrap up... Next session should be all the Supernatural team. Then the session after that, we will go back to the, uh... Uh... Heroes of Spear. And then that should wrap up this little invasion storyline. After that, I will move on to using, mostly using the villains you created, the the features you created. So any of you that have not created all of yours yet, get to work. Yeah, no, I've got a bunch of stuff I'd <laughs> You have to create villains? Oh, yeah, you weren't here for the creation, yeah. Oh. Now, hold on, time out. Were we supposed to stat the villains? Because uh, I remember asking you about that, and you gave me a vague answer. I said you could stat the villains. If you did not want to stat the villains, you could shoot the ideal to me, and I would stat them. All right, cool. <laughs> and that's right, we've still got to divide, at some point, got to divide up Anna's characters for y'all to make villains for. Oh, and yeah. also, tell us what... Anna's characters are. Oh, wow. I haven't gone through the entire list. Well, we don't have time right now. 
no, I'll probably right handle now. I'll probably handle that in the Discord over the next week. If I haven't if I haven't started in a couple of days, remind me. But anyway, okay. we'll wrap up here. Uh, hope anybody watching this later enjoyed it. If you're watching us on YouTube, of course, like, share, etc., etc. We're desperate for the attention. <laughs> uh, he validated us again. I was the GM for the day, uh, Jason, Nerd Eternal Network. And playing with me was Mike playing Everlast, Taylor playing Slapshot, Anna playing the Architect, and Zach playing Wolf Witch. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. See you, see you.